What I've left with this is George G and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, Strong and Powerful, Micah Frame. Micah, are you ready to do this? I am, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, excited to have you on. Micah is a crypto and NFT obsessed CPA. He's a best-selling author who's been featured in NASDAQ, Forbes, and Money, to name a few of the outlets. Excited to have you on, Micah. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, so my name is Micah Frame. I have a CPA firm, me and my, me and my partner. It's called Frame Calling Company. And for the past 10 or so years, we've really focused on growth-centric businesses and online businesses. Mostly people who had very quickly changing and dynamic situations that required a lot of planning. And, and then sometime around 2017, when everybody did, I bought a little bit of cryptocurrency. The $3,000 I put into it very quickly turned into $1,000 because like as human nature, we buy at the peak. Um, I kind of forgot about it until a couple of years ago and the market had recovered and that $1,000 had turned back into somewhere between like six to nine grand because the market had gotten so hot again. And around that time, there was the, I'd always, everyone had said blockchain was a big deal and blockchain technology, this is the future, but I never understood why each particular crypto project would have value. Say, okay, blockchain's great, but why does Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, why does this ecosystem itself have value? It was the first project that clicked where I understood the use case. So we started getting more and more into it just as investors and very quickly found that there is next to no tax guidance on crypto because it's such an emergent market. So partially just to do the planning for our own taxes, but then also we were getting more and more clients who were asking us about this it, almost on accident. And just from our own little passion of crypto, this turned into one of the bigger parts of our practice. So that's what got us here over the, over the past couple of years, at least. And have you, you've, you've, you've grown to, to really enjoy it. You're like, this is awesome. I'm going to sink my yeah. teeth into it. I'm going to try to pop the hood and understand this as best I can. Yeah, it's my it's my favorite part of my practice, but the things that make me love it are also what make it a nightmare for an investor. And the thing that I like is that it's so rapidly there's so little guidance out there that there, there's so little guidance out there that you can't just say, okay, the IRS said this, so this is what we're going to do. For most things, the IRS has issued no guidance on crypto-related tax matters. So we have to say, well, this is what they do for traditional securities, or this is what they do in business law, or you find something that's reasonably analogous to what you're doing within crypto, and then you have to apply the precedent from the, that case law. But it's not like it's a one-to-one. Issue guidance on this. Because at least for crypto right now, the majority of the time it just doesn't exist. It's fascinating. Do you how is it possible to look back and say, okay, this thing was like this back in the day before we sort of got our arms around it? Um, it's going to be interesting because right now the IRS has issued guidance on a couple topics, but for the most part. The IRS typically is much happier enforcing regulations and laws than they are coming up with their own interpretation. So the IRS has issued some guidance on a number of things, but 
they're largely at least appear to be um, at least waiting for Congress to pass some legislation or that and or the, the SEC to, to help give them a little bit more of a roadmap. So there's a case right now in Tennessee where a couple is suing about the whether or not staking rewards within crypto should be taxed. And the IRS initially offered them a settlement just to kind of make the case go away. Just look, don't pay the tax. Just But, but the couple doesn't want that. They want the precedent to be set so that there's a clear answer. And last I checked, the IRS filed a motion to dismiss with the court saying, well, we offered them a settlement. So the it's a moot point because they don't even have to pay the tax. They just need, they can take our settlement because they're it just that's kind of the, the impression you get is that they're just trying to defer it as much as they can. So with that, we just there's almost inevitably going to be some difference between the way people are filing their taxes and what the ultimate interpretation and regulation is going to be. So that, that doesn't leave taxpayers in an astoundingly great position because we're, we're having to guess to a large extent, we're having to guess what the right interpretation is going to be. So we just tell people report all of your income. That's the, that's the main thing. Because a lot of crypto zealots, and especially because crypto started as this vaguely anarchist type thing of decentralization, the government not being in con- not not being controlled by cent- some central bank, all of that. A lot of people want to say, "Well, no, the government can't can't have my crypto. The government doesn't know anything about my crypto. They're they're not going to pay any tax." Those are the people who are going to get absolutely destroyed <laughs> as the IRS and and just the US government in general starts getting more of their hands around this. So if you're reporting all of your income and we're structured and with that based on the information we do have available to us trying to structure it in the most tax advantaged way that's really all you can do. And if if you're reporting the income it's very easy. It's much easier if the IRS does later on, kind of this long-winded answer to your question, but if the IRS does later on come out with a totally polar opposite interpretation, then we're able to point to, okay, well, I reported all the income, so clearly I'm not trying to defraud the government. And also, you didn't have any guidance, so I wasn't going contrary to what you told me to do. And what I was basing this off of was this established case law in this other area of finance or business. Good or bad, that's all you can do right now. Yeah, you position yourself for success. Worst case scenario, the IRS does or Congress, the SEC creates law, the IRS then goes to enforce it. Can they look backwards at my at my previous tax returns? They, they can. It's... It's probably relative to the scope of what your activity was, because the IRS is they got a big infusion of financing here recently. But historically, especially over the past decade or two, the IRS funding has just gone down and down and down. So they're understaffed and underfunded typically. So the IRS can look back and say, "Okay, well, you you reported this way. You should have done that. The likelihood of that do them bothering with that is is probably 
two things. One will, most IRS audits or, you know, put in sort of an air quotes audits, a lot of those are based on just mismatches with the IRS's system. So depend, especially now more and more, they're going all these, what they call centralized exchanges. So Coinbase, Kraken, Crypto.com, those type of ones that are that are tied to a single entity or community, they're more and more going after those saying, hey, we want you to report this information to us. You've got to keep track of this. You need to give us your customer information if they meet XYZ criteria. A lot of the, the letters people are going to be getting will be, hey, we got information from Coinbase that said you did X amount of trades. Your return didn't show any activity you need to correct this. That's what most people are going to have. There's just going to be a flurry of letters from people who didn't think about their crypto, forgot to report it. And then a centralized exchange gives um, conflicting information to the IRS. The other thing that could, could happen is if you're getting into a full blown actual audit, the IRS is going to dig into everything related to your, your return. In that case, yeah, they're going to dig into your, your DeFi wallets. They're going to dig into how you classified it, what sort of deductions you took. And yeah, they can say, well, here's the regulation. And even though you didn't know it at the time, you didn't do it correctly. At that point, it becomes, a ma- it, it becomes one, a matter of negotiation with you saying, hey, well, I did as best I could based on that information. And also, at the very least, you really fight to get rid of any penalties and tax penalties and interest that would have accrued on that base tax bill, because you say, "Well, how how was I to know any differently?" So it's it's not a fun place to, to be in for anyone, which is one of the reasons why we're we're really big on the need to plan around your crypto income, because. Right. What we're running into right now is crypto. Even people who are really into it will kind of refer to it as like magic internet money. You know, they'll kind of jokingly, the people who love NFTs will talk about them being JPEGs. So because it seems it's so volatile, you've got people have such a high risk tolerance investing in crypto. It's a very theoretical type thing, it kind of goes now that, well, this isn't real money. So if I lose it, no big deal, which is fine from a pure investor standpoint to an extent. The problem ends up being is that there's no, because they don't consider it real for their portfolio, they don't consider it real when it comes to their taxes. Mm -hmm. And what we're running into this year is a ton of people who made crazy money in 2021 but did not do any tax planning for it, did not cash out any of those earnings to pay their tax bill. And now their portfolios are down somewhere between 50 to 99% of where, of where they were. They've dropped 50 to 99% of where they were from their peak. And so they've got these huge 2021 tax bills and they don't have the assets to actually pay the bill now because the market has gotten so bad. So in, in, in that example, somebody actually realized the gain and took income yeah well and that's that's what people will run into is there's there's a couple things that people won't understand with with crypto one is that 
a, one of the main myths that you'll hear in crypto circles is that it's not taxable until you cash it out for a fiat currency like US dollars. So we'll be trading Bitcoin for Ethereum, for all these, uh, what, all these other altcoins. And they say, well, none of that's taxable. Those trades aren't taxable. It's, it's only taxable when I transfer it to my wallet, to mm-hmm. my bank account. That's not true. The IRS has said very explicitly that coin for coin or co- token for token trades are taxable events. So you have a lot of people who are trading throughout the year, but when they have those realized gains, they're not taking a percentage of it to pay the tax bill. And since it's all in the market, you have your you've got market exposure, good and bad. So you have this volatility of right now, Bitcoin is worth a third of what it was last year. So they're making all these trades, making all this income, but now they've got a depressed asset um, and and no cash to pay the tax bill. The other thing is that for crypto, that's just for trading, but there's a lot of other types of crypto income that aren't based on pure trading. A lot of the newer protocols within crypto are what they call this proof. It's proof of stake. And with proof of stake, you're taking your tokens and you're sort of delegating them to a node operator, a node validator. And as a reward for more or less voting with your, with your tokens for that person, when when the block is completed and when they distribute token rewards, you get a percentage of those rewards. So more or less, it's effectively, it's kind of treated like interest or dividend income. So those reward, staking rewards are taxable upon receipt. Same thing with a lot of these centralized exchanges have been trying to more or less buy deposits the way that, that a traditional bank would. So some of those will pay anywhere from 5 to 20% interest for you depositing your tokens with them. So when you receive those interest deposits, those are taxable events. They have certain NFTs will, will pay you with reward tokens, taxable upon receipt. If you have mining income, if you operate a node, if you do play-to-earn gaming and you receive rewards within the game, all of those are taxable events once you receive the token or or in some cases the nft and so with that people will say well i'm just i'm not cashing it out i'm not doing anything with it it's sticking in there and they and they don't realize that each of those are are taxable events so what will happen is you're receiving all these rewards throughout the year especially when you're in a, a bull run that can be a not inconsequential amount of money and and each of those is generating its own taxable event and its own taxable income but people don't cash out because they think crypto is always going to go up so that why, why on earth would i want to cash out problem ends up being what we're seeing right now when in 2021 you were getting rewards that were valued at least three times what they're they are right now and you've got taxable income at three times what the asset is worth right now and that can cause a big issue because if you do that then you might have to start liquidating your portfolio to pay the tax bill but you're doing it at one of the most unfavorable times possible that is a yeah, what a what a terrible scenario that is. It's only, uh, it's awful. It's I'll give one example, and we changed some details just for anonymity. But people who have had seven figure twenty twenty ones of of realized gains and uh, 
other sources of income, but they were mostly involved in some what you call altcoin projects, riskier, not exactly penny stocks, but, but riskier projects. And they just kept reinvesting all of their earnings back into that project. Well, the project has dropped 99% from its peak. So they have a million, they had over a million dollars in realized in gains and other income, which generated a $500,000 ish tax bill for them. And their portfolio now is maybe worth a hundred to 200 grand. So even if they burn their entire portfolio, they're still going to have a tax debt. It's, it's awful. I mean, like, it's like you, I'll smile when I talk about it. Cause it's one of those things like, you know, laugh, laugh to keep from crying, but it can be an absolutely brutal situation that nobody wants. What do you do? Do you declare bankruptcy? You, you can try to, but I mean, what, what most people are doing right now is we're kind of whole, we've got a lot of these people on extension or they're just waiting to file their tax returns for hoping for when the market will turn around and then they're able to liquidate a more favorable rate. But yeah, I mean, bankruptcy is depending on how, what the disparity is between your assets and the tax bill. That might be something you have to do. And that's just wild to think about that your investment income you did so well that you have to declare bankruptcy. It's, it's not something most people think, think about not something you have to deal with, with most investments because there's not that degree of volatility. Yeah. It's fascinating. I, I, I guess I still don't necessarily know how common it is for people to be making trades within, let's say I make I buy Bitcoin at $10,000 it shoots up to $60,000 and I transfer the entire 60,000 into Ethereum, just as an example, my gain there is $50,000 that I own tax, that, that I owe taxes on. I bought it for 10 when it went up to 60, but I would never think, oh uh, yeah, I, I just realized the gain by making that transfer, even though no money hit my account. This for most of us, there's always cash involved in a transaction. So that's what people will sort of intuitively think is that, okay, I don't pay tax on this until I actually receive cash. And again, that makes sense because that's the way that 99% of our transactions work, but the taxability is based not on re the receipt of cash. It's on the disposition of the asset, mm -hmm. even though, you know, in this case, we're more or less bartering for another token. So people will, especially the more into crypto people will get and where people will try to do short-term trading and you know their thoughts on where the market is going, the more people get into it, the more likely they are to have a higher volume portfolio and the more potential there are for these realized gains. And then again, the, when tax time comes, you may or may not, if you haven't done tax planning around it, you may, may or may not have the liquidity to actually pay the bill. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> well, Mike, I, I, I appreciate you coming on and 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 certainly bringing my awareness to what is certainly a problem, but what could be a massive problem for 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 some people out there. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage to say, you know what, I, I probably better start doing a little bit of tax planning. Yeah. So if they're involved in crypto, they can go to CryptoTaxCPA.com. We also have a book that's 
the digital version, at least it's free on Amazon right now. It's called decrypting crypto taxes. And then if, if they happen to just be regular growth centric business owners or something that's a slightly more dynamic situation, but unrelated to crypto, they can go to framecpa.com. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Micah your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Check out CryptoTaxCPA.com. Pick up a copy of Decrypti, Decrypting Crypto Taxes on Amazon. And then just interested in general, regular tax stuff. So much easier. Go to FrameCPA.com. Thanks again, Micah. All right. Thanks for having me, man. And until next time, remember... Do your part by doing your best.